Katy, West Virginia, where the Lord was pleased back in the mid-50s to raise up a faithful pastor. As I was telling you, Brother Scott Richardson, dear, dear, precious friend to me and to many, and uh, was pleased to raise up a, a, a church in Katy, West Virginia. I don't know how big Hamul is, but I guarantee you it's bigger than Katy. Katy is a hole in the wall. It's a bump in the road. I mean, it's nowhere. It's nowhere. A little old spot in the middle of the hills of West Virginia, northern West Virginia. To look at it, you'd think, what in the world would ever come out of this place? Well, the Lord was pleased to raise up a faithful preacher. And I was thankful for him. And I learned from him. I hope I did. And I got to thinking about Hamul, California. And I think, what a miracle of God's grace. I mean, this is not San Francisco or, or you know, Los Angeles. Hamul, California. But God was pleased to put a pastor here and raise up some people. And they're here this morning. Well, there was a place in a in a town called Thessalonica. And the Scripture declares that the Spirit moved upon the Apostle Paul, who was with a couple of other preachers, Silas and Timothy. And the Spirit of God moved upon Paul to write to this little church. Not there anymore. It's like the church at Ephesus and I don't know how long assembly here in Hamul will be here. I don't know. You know, as a general rule, you look at some churches that were there at one time. That one in Ephesus I just mentioned. Thyatira. And all these different places where the Lord moved upon John to write seven letters to churches and they're not there anymore. I don't know how long Katie will be there if the Lord's pleased to allow the candlestick or to hear, but we have today. And so just like Paul wrote, it says Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace. Oh, God's favor. God's favor. Grace be unto you. And peace. Peace established before God in the person of our Savior. Peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now here was a here was a group of of believers that were just knit together 
And they just, they were knit together in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he's, he's speaking of covenant mercy here. God the Father, God the Son, who in covenant mercy had willingly, according to the covenant of God's grace, would come into this world and, and as the servant of Jehovah, as God, He's one with the Father, one with the Spirit. God, I don't understand. I don't understand. People, you know, sometimes you try to start explaining things and uh, you just you mess them up. We talk about the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. The, 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 the tri-unity of the Godhead. One God declared in three persons at the baptism of our Lord. He was being baptized and the Spirit descended in the form of a dove and lit upon Him. And a voice out of heaven said, This is my beloved Son whom I'm well pleased. You hear Him. How do you explain that which is unexplainable? Just declare it. This is what it is. So here was a group of believers knit together. And just just here we are today. Just all over the place. Me and Andre from Louisiana. My wife from West Virginia. I don't know where y'all are from, but we're here. Here we are, knit together as spiritual branches who have been grafted into the vine himself. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branch. All of our life, we derive totally from him. You know what happens you cut a, cut a limb off the, off the trunk? Yeah, you know what happens. Trunk don't die, but, but that limb will. It won't be there long. Regenerated. Paul, Silvanus, Timotheus, unto the church. Just regenerated sinners. Chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. And now visibly grafted in by the Father into unity, spiritual unity in Christ. But here in union, just sinners that, that thankfully, gladly admit. I had an uncle. My uncle. Out of my dad's family. My dad's from Mississippi. And uh, one of my dad's brothers was telling me something that just grieved my heart. He, had, he was attending. He was attending where the gospel was faithfully being preached. One day he told me, he said, I'm not coming back here anymore. And I said, why? He said, that preacher told me I was a sinner. He said, I'm not a sinner. I'm not coming back. I thought, you've just openly admitted, you just negated what Scripture says. Christ Jesus came to this world to save sinners. Paul said, of whom I'm chief. You know what a, a, a believer will say when he hears that? 
being a sinner, he's the first one to raise his hand. He said, you got him. That's me. That's what I am. Just regenerated sinners, recipients of the mercy and compassion of Almighty God. Grace, Paul said, grace be unto you. Or some good news there. Remember what uh, you know? Moses asked, show me your glory. I'll, I'll be gracious. Merciful compassion. Grace and peace from God our Father. Because of the grace that's been shown, now God's people are at peace with God, reconciled us to Himself through the, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Lord told Moses, He said on that night that the Lord was going to come through Egypt. And He said, I want you to take a lamb and uh, kill the lamb, take the blood, apply it on the two side post lintel, and uh, get, get inside, get in the house, shut the door. And don't come out. Don't come out. He said, I'm going to come through tonight. And here's the only hope. Here's the only hope. And when I see the blood, when I see the blood, Brother Scott wrote an article one time. I thought, man, I'm telling you, I I wish I'd said that. So true. He said, when God sees the blood, He said, "I I don't see it. But he said when he sees it. And he said his sight's the only sight that matters. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. He said, verse 2, he said, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. By the grace of God, when I try to try to start remembering and I just I'm just this is just a confession I'll tell you the weakness of myself old Don Fortner y'all know, y'all know brother Don old Don dear friend of mine you and you and old Don was telling me one day he said you know Marvin I don't know anything about prayer and I thought oh Don I'm so glad you said that because i i you know, I didn't want to admit it, but I don't either. But you know, coming from somebody that you love and trust, and he said, I just, he said, I try to pray. He said, my mind just wanders. He said, I find myself so forgetful. And he said, I just, I don't know, but he said, when I try to pray, and I think that's, that's right. When I try to pray, the Spirit of God, was the one that told us. He said, we don't know what to pray. I don't know what to pray. But He helpeth thy infirmities. But as I try to remember, try to remember the assemblies where I, I, know, I know where they are. And my mind comes to this little assembly right here. And I thought, I knew Kevin. But I'd never met you. But I can tell you this, as the Lord is my witness, and I'm thinking, I know He hears. But as this little assembly that I, I had never been to, 
but everything I knew about him was good. That the Lord raised up an assembly there. He said, we give thanks to God always for you. All. Making mention of you in our prayers. You know, we give thanks. We're grateful. Paul said, we're grateful to God always for you. We, we don't give thanks to ourselves or our, our decision, our ability, or our, our remembrance, or, but, but for the Lord's loving kindness. We thank God for His mercy that He's shown and He's shown us and shown others, making mention of you, calling your names. Calling your names before the Lord. Paul says, as often as the Spirit of God brings you to my memory, he said, I call you before our Father's throne. Remembering in verse 3, he said, without ceasing, your work of faith, labor of love, patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. Remembering without ceasing. Mindful, always mindful. Remembering. Without intermission. What do you say? Without intermission. You know how you used to go to the show? When I was a kid, we'd go to the picture show. You would too, you know. And they'd, they'd have a, had an intermission, you know. You'd go get you something to eat and stuff. Have, have a little break right there. Paul says, remembering without ceasing. Your work of faith. Your work of faith. Faith works. Faith works. Now let me let me be careful here. Not for salvation. It's not for it. But because of it. Your work of faith. And then Paul was moved to qualify what he said. Without Remembering without ceasing your work, your labor of faith, labor of love, love, love for the Lord first. We love Him because He loved us first. Time you hear somebody say, "I've always loved the Lord." I heard Brother Henry Mahan said that's just too long. You hadn't always loved Him. If you love Him now, you hadn't always loved Him. But remembering without ceasing your work of faith and your your labor of love. Love obviously has a labor to it. Your labor of love. Labor of love. It's a grace that truly labors. How? How? Well, number one, against the old man. The old man. Your labor of love. You think uh, turn over to Romans seven. You know where I'm going. Labor of love. The Apostle Paul, speaking of himself, he said in verse fifteen, Romans seven, that which I do. I allow not. What was he saying? I don't know why I do this. I don't know why I do what I do. I don't know why I think what I think. 
I'm so disappointed in myself. That which I do, I allow not for what I would. That do I not. Now you think about labor. Now he's getting ready to tell us about some struggles that he's got. Your labor of love. What I hate, that I do. I heard somebody say or read it or something. They said, well, that was before Paul was converted. No, he wasn't. He's talking right now to the inspiration of God's Spirit. And he was telling us concerning himself. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law. That's good. He said, I'm admitting that there is a good and I don't see myself doing it. Now then, it's no more I that do it. What is it? The new man. But sin that dwelleth in me. You know there's two men in a, in a believer? Two men. <laughs> Old man, new man. And Paul said, I see them both. I see them both. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. But to will is present with me. Look how he's going back and forth. You're talking about labor. Here's a struggle. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. Oh, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it's no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law, a governing a principle, let me say it like that, that when I would do good, evil is present with me. I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? You that believe, you can enter into this. You, you know the struggles. You know something of the struggles. You think times when nobody knows but the Lord, He knows. And yourself. What you thought. Oh, especially what I think. Oh, He said, Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Then in that 25th verse, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind, I myself serve the law of uh, the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Now you say, wait a minute. He was thanking the Lord with the mind. He serves the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. He thanked the Lord that God revealed it to him. The struggle that goes on. He said, I thank God that He's shown me what I really am. He's shown me the wretchedness of my old self. And the struggles that I go on. We give thanks back in First Thessalonians. We give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, your labor of love, your patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God our Father. Your patience, your steadfastness, your endurance of a good hope of eternal life, knowing that if we're kept, if we're found enduring, how was that? Through our, through our ability and power? and No, no, no. Turn over to First Peter. Thank God, he said, for your labor of love, your patience of hope, your patience, your endurance, 
Your endurance. Thank God for your endurance. How'd that come about? First Peter 1. First Peter 1. Verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope, a living constance, a, a, a living hope in Christ, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away, Reserved in heaven for you. Now listen before I read this next verse. Paul said, I thank God. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, your labor of love, your patience of hope, your patience, your endurance. How? How? Verse 5, 1 Peter 1, 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Brethren, if there's a hope, if there's an endurance, if there's a steadfastness, if we're kept, it was God that kept us and not us. Tell you what I'd do. I'd quit. I'd quit. I'd quit right now. I'd just go ahead and sit down right now. Just stop. If God leaves me to myself or if He leaves you to yourself, that's what you're going to do. You won't remain. You'll leave. Paul said they, they went out from us. Now John said this. They, they went out from us. Why? Because they were not of us. Or had they been of us, surely, surely, surely they would have remained. Why? Because God would have kept them. God would have kept them. Back in 1 Thessalonians 1.4 Knowing, brethren, Beloved, your election of God. Now here's here's a revelation of mercy. You know, we, we talk about God's electing grace. That the Lord was pleased to set His affection on a people from before the foundation of the world. Chosen. Chosen people. Paul the Apostle was moved by the Spirit of God to say, knowing, brethren, Beloved, beloved of God, your election of God. You know, I just want to hear what he has to say again. I've read this passage before. You have too. But I just want to hear it one more time. That's why we forget. We're so prone to forget. So prone. I was talking to one of the brethren this morning. I was thinking about when the Apostle Paul says to say the same things to you. Do you know I've not said anything to you that you hadn't heard before? You've heard every bit of this before. But you know it's like when you hear it, you want to hear it again. Tell me one more time. Tell me one more time. Tell me how the Lord has put away my guilt. I just want to hear it. And when you tell me, show me. Show me in the Scriptures. I want to do that. Knowing, beloved, your election of God. Tell, tell me again how tell me again how God has has elected a people. Turn to Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians, a couple of pages over. Chapter two. Tell me one more time. Second Thessalonians, 
2.13. But we're bound to give thanks always to God. We give thanks always to God. We give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. Because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit set apart by God's Spirit, set apart for God and believe for the truth whereunto He calls you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, Brethren, stand fast. Hold the traditions which you've been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Paul said, I'm so thankful. We're bound to give thanks to God because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. Laid down His life. That's what we read in John 10, 15. And all that the Father has given the Son what John 6.37 say? All that the Father giveth me. So we know He's given Him a people. Shall come to me. Now let me ask you this. Is this, is this. is this coming to Christ? Is it sure? It's as sure as God's Word is sure. That Word that will not return unto him void, but shall accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. All that the Father giveth me. I'll tell you something else you've heard too. That E-T-H on the end of all these words that we see, cometh, cometh. You know, it's it's that... present progressive is that uh, he that cometh you know I, I understand when somebody says well, I, I came to the Lord you know it's always in a past tense you know when a believer comes right now right now that's when he comes comes in his heart comes as a sinner comes as a needy sinner him that cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh a believer's ever wanting to come. You come this morning, Lord. Would you would you speak to me today, Lord? Would you bless the word to my heart? Paul says, "Knowing, brethren, verse four, beloved, your election of God." Okay, I, Lord, tell me again through your apostle. Tell me again how our election can be known. Paul says in verse 5, 4, because our gospel, that gospel is taught of God's people, gospel of God, from God, to God's people. Our gospel came not unto you in word only, it wasn't just an empty sound. I, I mean, I can, I can, I can tell you. I can teach you. I can teach you the 
you know, we talk about the five points of Calvinism, which John Calvin didn't come up with them. He just, it was the five, those, those points that, it's the scriptures, it's what the scriptures teach us. Man is totally depraved. What does that mean? When I say totally depraved, well, I read it in, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, in the sole of the foot, crown of the head. There's no, no, that's total, that's total depravity. That means that there's nothing in us that's good. There's nothing in us worthy, worthy of acceptance with God. What, what does that mean? That means that there's nothing there that's good. That's total depravity. Unconditional election. What does that mean, unconditional election? That means that God Almighty looked down in John 14, 2. Turn there. John 14, 2. I've heard people, you've heard this before. They say, well, the Lord looked down from heaven to see, you know, who would choose Him. He saw who would choose Him, so He chose them. He, he elected them, he, you know. You know what I did? I think I said the wrong Scripture. No, I know it's got to be John fourteen two. All right, well, I just proved it. All right, where's the scripture where it says, "And the Lord looked to see if there were any that did good that seek Him, and there were none, no, not one." The Lord looked down from heaven to see if there were any. That did seek him. Y'all have read that. I, my mind has just gone blank there all of a sudden. Romans 1. Romans 14. What is it? Psalm. There it is. There it is. I'm telling you, Psalm. There you go. Psalm 14. You know, the Lord knows how to humble his people, don't he? He'll bring you down. Don't worry. When you think you got it together, there we go. Thank you, brother. Psalm 14, too. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They're all gone aside. They're all together become filthy. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. So did God look down to see if there were any that were going to choose Him and so therefore He chose them? Nope. He looked down okay. But there were none. So when our gospel came unto you back in 1 Thessalonians, for when our gospel came to you, Paul said, our gospel came unto you, not in word only, but it came in power. It came in, in, in power, in, in, in the dynamos of God, the power of Almighty God. The Lord sends His gospel to His own, and He does so for the accomplishment of His His purpose. Paul said in Romans 1, verse 16, he said, I'm not ashamed of the Gospel. Not ashamed of the Gospel. It, it. Is there any other message that God blesses to the salvation of His people? Nope. 
one message. The message of the gospel. When I read 2 Thessalonians 2.13, you just turn back a few pages, 2 Thessalonians 2.14, Paul said, we're bound to give thanks. That's what verse 13 says. God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Verse 14, whereunto He called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. How does the Lord call His people out? He calls them out. He puts them under the sound of the gospel. And that gospel comes to them in power. God's power. He shines the light of the glory of God in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ in their hearts. He said in Jeremiah 23-29, It's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. If God's going to call out one of His own, is He going to do it? He's going to do it. That's why I just said, don't come back void. It accomplishes the purpose for which it was sent. He sends that gospel. Grace, power, gives faith to believe. All men have not faith. It's given unto you to believe. Ears to hear, eyes to see our need of Christ. He said, Knowing, beloved, 1 Thessalonians 1, your election of God for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, in the Holy Ghost, much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sakes. Came in the demonstration of the Spirit of God by His power. Ezekiel. Turn over to Ezekiel. 36. Amazing passage of Scripture. Ezekiel 36, verse 26. A new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. Brother Henry said something one day I thought that was so so wonderful he said a, he said the spirit of god comes and and that old stony heart he removes it that heart that had dominion sin shall not have dominion over you that old heart the lord said i take that out he said i'm going to give you a new heart i'm going to put a new spirit he said you're going to have a new attitude New spirit. You know, when you said, eh, he's just got a spirit about him that just, you know, got an attitude about him. And just, I'm going to give you a new heart. I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Whenever the Lord comes in power, Paul said back in the, in, in, it came, our gospel came in not word only, but in power and in the Holy Ghost and much assurance, you know what manner of men we were among you for your sakes. The Spirit of God comes to a believer, a sinner. He's going to save them by grace. He removes the heart of stone. I just, I just have to believe this. Somebody said, well, how, how does God... Well, He's God. He that spoke 
this world into existence. Let there be light. And there was light. The earth was void and without form. And God, the Spirit, hovered. And God said, and God spoke, and it was. He said, I'll remove a heart of stone, and I'm going to give you a new heart. A heart that's soft, pliable toward Him. He said, He came to you in power and the Holy Ghost and much assurance, much conviction. Convinced by the Spirit of God. Do you know why somebody can't talk you out of believing the Gospel? Because the Lord has come to you in power and much assurance and kept you there. You can come to a believer and try as hard as you want to trying to talk them out of this right here. It ain't going to happen. The Lord will keep them. And he said then in verse, in verse uh, uh, 6, And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. You, you became followers of us. You, imitators is actually what he's talking about, but he said, here's what he said, we became followers of us. We believe the same thing. The same truth. We walk... In the same light, we're like-minded those things that the Lord's taught us concerning Himself. We believe God. Came followers of us. Having received the Word in much affliction, the Scripture sets forth that there's, there's affliction. There's affliction for the people of God. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. In this world, people are going to despise you for what you believe. He said, and I'm going to deal with this a little bit more in this 8th verse, but I'm, he's, he's making a point, and I'll just go on from what he said. You became followers of us and, and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy in the Holy Ghost, colon, so that you were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. He said you, you became followers of followers of us, examples to all that believe it, a pattern, there was a pattern of, of, your, of, your elect, of God's electing power and your patterns of, of good works. And as I've said before, you know every time we talk about good works, I always have to find myself having to qualify this. The Scripture speaks of the good works of God's people. Faith. Faith. That labor of love. Love to the brethren. A, speak, a, a, a submissiveness unto the Lord, a meekness. They were found to be patterns. He said, because in verse 8, you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, uh, spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. You were found to be bold. In your profession of the Lord Jesus Christ, you weren't ashamed to proclaim the truth as it is in Christ Jesus. You were, you were witnesses. So that we need not to speak anything. That, that we, I don't need to establish the Lord's faithfulness that was 
imparted to you, that you turned to the Lord and and the, the character that you exhibited. He said, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. He said, you, you, you turn from, number one, the idol of yourself. If you want to know the biggest idol that man worships, it's him, himself, himself. You remember when the Lord gave this parable of two men went into the temple and prayed. One was a Pharisee and the other was a publican. And the Pharisee lifted up his eyes unto heaven and he said, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men are. I fast twice in a week. All these, these wonderful things that he thought himself to be doing. We are our biggest idol. Ourselves. You turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. You change, you change the pursuits of your carnality. These, these idols of self and idols of the world to serve or render yourself a bond slave to the true and living God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says, verse 10, to wait for His Son from heaven whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus, which was delivered us, which with which delivered us from the wrath of come. Said you're, you're found in evidence of your election. God's electing grace. He said the word, the gospel came to you in power and much assurance, and you became followers or imitators with us. And you were witnesses of the faithfulness of Almighty God waiting upon the Lord. And this is the, this is the heart. This is a believer. He sees himself. He knows himself. He knows something of himself. But he knows this. The Lord who's promised to come back to get him. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am there you may be also. And if I go and prepare a place for you Here's the word. I will come again and receive you unto myself. And you know what a believer says? Even so, Lord Jesus, come. I pray that Almighty God, who has raised up assembly in Amul, California. I know just a little bit more about Amul, California than I did yesterday. But I tell you what I know about this place. Of all of the things that could be said about this, and I don't know anything, this is one thing I know. God's been pleased to raise up a witness of the glory of God in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ, just like He did in Thessalonica. And Paul says, I'm, I'm writing this letter to you to tell you I thank God for you. Thank God for the mercy that He's shown this place. That there's a light. There's a light. There's a light of hope in a very, very, very dark place just like West Virginia. California is no darker than West Virginia. I'm telling you, may the Lord be pleased to bless this little assembly right here. That the evidence of your electing, of, of the electing grace of the Lord towards you has been made evident. The gospel didn't come to you in word only. 
but it came in power and much assurance. May God bless His Word to this little place for His glory and the good of His people. Amen.